What's up, We Think We Know fam? On today's episode, we gotta talk MLB trade deadline, all the biggest news and lack thereof news uh, from the big day in the MLB. After that, we're going to give you guys our overall predictions for the rest of the season. 105 games in pretty much across the board. We're down to the nitty gritty and we're going to give you guys our predictions for the World Series. After that, we have uh, Nate back in the studio, baby. Nate's Quiz Corner is back today. You're going to see me give Jake some fat ass L's. And to end it up, we're going to talk uh, training camp update. There's been some big news from training camp. Uh, big news all around the league. So we're going to get into it and let's get it rolling. What's up, squad? Dang. All right, everybody. It is officially back in the booth. Nice to have you back, family. It's nice to be back, but one thing we can't overlook, Jake's birthday, baby. I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. I took <laughs> no, that away. My bad. My bad. You took away the thunder, but hey, happy fucking birthday, yes, Jake. Yes, Jake. Happy birthday. Two, the big 2-8. The big two eight getting old, starting to feel a little bit. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm the three five. Like what you were saying earlier. But no, I feel I feel important. Both of you guys were fighting to say happy birthday, so I appreciate that. Gotta do At it. At least you have somebody that cares in your life, right? I feel <laughs> hey, the love. Two, hey, two people. Hey, exactly. <laughs> hey, my, my family rare. too. Yeah. So we got <laughs> we got five. I was just saying in general, not everybody has no. somebody that cares about their birthday. For real. Yeah, but and we, you we do. Like, that's hilarious. So be thankful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we back. Yeah, man, we're back. It's nice to get the three original amigos back in the booth. Um, yeah, Nate told us kick rocks. <laughs> he didn't want to participate. Hey, anymore. we went through some life events. Had yeah, to, yeah, you know, I mean, had to, had to go through it. But hey, we back. My man moved away a little yep. bit further. You know, couldn't. It just wasn't as readily accessible over there as, as now. Right. You know, moving back in town. Right. Uh, we can get back in the booth. I'm excited and happy that you're back with us. Nate. I love it's nice it, man. to see your I face. I missed it. Here, I missed it coming back, seeing this room full of Dodgers, Lakers. Don't like that Bears blanket you got going on over there. All hey, your but... shit is still up on the wall. We've been trying to sell this shit, but you know, with, with everything on going, eBay, but no one wants with everything going up in price, we can't push nothing out of here. Inflation bro. just took over. Exactly. Thanks, Biden. Gas prices, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it, but I, I'd love to be back, bro. I can't wait to get this shit going, and I'm excited. Yo, and and what better episode to start than MLB? Yes. You know, of of all the homies, I talk MLB with. Nate is pretty much the one who follows it probably more than I do. So it's nice that on the trade deadline day, big MLB moves being made, you're in the booth. So, you know, let's get rolling. Uh, Let's talk some MLB. Today was the trade deadline. There was a lot of moves that were made, a lot of moves that were projected to be made that didn't happen. And just overall, a lot of hype around this off or this trade deadline, I feel like. I don't know. I follow it pretty heavy, but over like the last five years, this is probably the most hyped up with the biggest names in circulation. Um, for, it definitely you know, seems like it. It really does. And like, just like really young talent, you know, a lot of like trade deadline acquisitions are always like the older starter, older reliever. You know, you get a dude on the last year of his deal and he could be, 
you know, an important outfielder or a middle infielder, but it's never like you get a dude before his prime, uh, which brings me to the first acquisition. We got to talk the Juan Soto, the biggest name that moved in the, you know, MLB trade deadline going from the uh, uh, Nationals, Washington Nationals to my pick, San Diego Padres, which I picked this shit. What was that? Four months ago. Uh, huge move for them. And it's just crazy in MLB trades. You look at it and it's like they give up Juan, uh, Juan Soto and Josh, Josh Bell, Bell yep. the first baseman. And they get back like, what was it? CJ Abrams. 47 prospects? Yeah. 52 <laughs> prospects? It's yeah. like crazy to see how MLB does that of like, we'll just give you our whole fucking farm system. Which... I appreciate in those we're all in, you know, we're here to compete with the Dodgers in our division and we're going all in. So that was cool to see. And for them to commit to Juan Soto, adding him with Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, adding a Josh fucking bell to it. And then adding another acquisition. A huge one was Josh Hader from my boys brewers. Like in my opinion, that move and the, Every move that the Padres made, they were the most win now, we'll spend what it takes to fucking win, and the biggest winner of the trade deadline. I don't know. How do you guys feel it? Like, no team really made the noise the Padres did. They were in on every single person, I feel like. No, the Padres have capitalized and spent all their bread on Tatis, Machado, and acquiring these players and signing them and making shit happen. So this was... One more thing that they needed to do to get them over the hump if they wanted to be competitive. There was too many teams like the Dodgers that were in on that potentially. Mets. Or Mets. Yankees. Yankees yeah. like Cardinals even. Cardinals. They, they had they had three <clears throat> other NL teams trying to get him. So it was like mm-hmm. if we want to actually compete, it was more of one of those things like I feel like we have to get him rather than another team getting him. Or we're not we're gonna be a non factor again. Yeah. So this was the Padres' way of getting back into the thick of it, if you will, and uh, into the thick of it, <laughs> their <laughs> odds, the their odds it. are showing it. It soared. It went up like two hundred points, I think, after they oh. finalized that trade or whatever. So, and just all the pieces that they added, you know, like you get, they have the number one closer in all of baseball and the number one reliever in all of baseball for saves. They have the number one and number two. And uh, the closer move was for, for saves. Like they just, they made the moves that they needed to make to really compete in October. You know, um, as much as Nate doesn't want to hear this, the heavy hitter in their division is the Dodgers and the Dodgers have shown from history that they are built to compete in the regular season. There are the 110, 115 win team that fizzles out in the playoffs and the Dodger or in the Padres are doing everything to still get in there and then get hot in the playoffs, you and know, and that, and that's coming from some Dodger shade. I'll fucking admit that, but they just fizzle out. And I feel like when you get dominant pitching, in your rotation, especially in relievers that don't give up any runs and sure hitters is how you win in the playoffs. Like your starter can only take you so far in October and it's all about the rotational pieces and they made fucking moves. Yeah. How do you mean, how do you feel about it? Cause I know the Dodgers were kind of in on it as well. Yeah. We um, were, we were close. We did you want him? Did I want him? Absolutely not. Because our farm system is the number one farm system in MLB. 
We, we, Which we makes always, zero sense. Uh, yeah. I, it's crazy. But we spend the most money, and we, we still have the guys that can come up at any time and make it a, a different ball game every time they come up. Then why do you trade for everybody? Why not? <laughs> those guys, no, I mean, those guys may never see the field because yeah, how many people are on our team that are just you know light years above them or maybe two steps above them we don't know and that's how the farm sister is I, farm system excuse me is but either way my, my whole feeling on it is the Padres gave up a lot dude I think that's what people are overlooking they they gave up Mackenzie Gore who was actually a nice right-handed pitcher Robert Hassel III he was a nice outfielder C.J. Abrams and James Wood not only that but Luke Volt. Luke Voigt, I'm sorry, Luke Voigt. Voigt. Yes, Voigt is actually a great utility player. And giving all all of that up for two hitters, Josh Bell is... But the thing is, Voigt was also running time at first base too, so you bring in Josh Bell to replace him. Right. right you know, right. so like you're you're willing to give him, and he's older. Well, Luke Eric, Voigt, Cos- Eric Hosmer left too. Yeah, but Eric Hosmer didn't want to be involved in that deal, and they're like, cool, we'll find a place that yeah. makes you, like, that, that wants you. Because but, you got to look at Eric Hosmer, though. He was brought in to be the third superstar. I don't mean to cut you off. With those, with Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis, it was Hosmer was there before him. He was supposed to be the, the cornerstone because he won, you know, he won the ring in uh, Kansas City. Right. Comes over, and he did every, he literally disappointed every year, I yeah. feel like. He was yeah. never that all-star starter, third baseman, you know, utility dude who's hitting 40 fucking jacks a year, too. He was never that dude. So, yo, we get Juan Soto, deuces, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, and Soto is having having the killer year, but... It's it's we're gonna see to we have to wait and see who wins the trade. It's it's one of those things where it's like you gave up so much and where is it gonna get you? Is it well, gonna get you it, to a World Series? Is it gonna the, get you to the playoffs? If the Padres even get to the World Series, I feel like they won the trade. Definitely, one hundred. They don't even have to win it. But it's, it's but like, it's, they get to it's the World NLCS, Series. It's a win. They got no. The, they gotta I get to the NLCS. It. It's a win. I would say it's World Series or bust at this point. The, the what they put into the trade before the trade deadline: Josh Hader, all the relievers from the Cubs. Juan Soto and Josh Bell, you gave up so much to try to get to the destination. You're trying to go to the World Series. So if you don't get there, it might be a bust. Because next year, you're, you're going to have to start paying these guys. No, I, Then what happens? No, I feel that. And they're willing. I think they're all bought in of like, look, you don't trade for a dude like Juan Soto unless you know you're going to give him that $400 million deal in the offseason. Right. Like, right. you will get that in... San Diego. Well, I I saw the the Nationals' final offer was fifteen years, four hundred and forty. Right. Yeah. Which you, is that's he probably just fifteen years is your whole career. Yeah. You know like, you're not leaving. I feel like I saw homie signed that ten year, two hundred dollar deal. Two hundred dollars? Damn, that's a steal. Two hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. Look, two hundred dollar deal. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, I just ten year two hundred million. So though, I think he's can, looking more for like a a ten year, maybe even like a seven year eight, type seven, deal where you can yeah. capitalize again. But and, do you really think that's like you're gonna? But you're gonna go down from what you just got offered from the Nationals. I would push that right on them. I would be like, you're not giving me. He probably wants years to win too, and the Nationals could, are in a full rebuild. And I could yeah. see, I could see him in the Padres. Like they're competing. He's such a young talent that he, you know, doesn't get that 15 year deal, but they offer him somewhere around like a 12 year deal for like the 350 mark, right? Something fat, and I could see him signing there. Um, because he's around some other young stars, right? You know? he, wa- he wants um, he wants to be the highest paid player in baseball. That's what it, that's what it's mm-hmm. all about now. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, the Nationals offered him four hundred and forty, but it was over such a long period that he was going to be like, 
only the fourth or fifth highest paid player in baseball. Right. Just the way everything goes now and the way these agents are and to recruit more clients, Juan Soto and his team want to make him the highest paid player in baseball. Yeah. I feel and that. that. That's what forced it. Yeah. So he, it, he wants to make $40 million a year, and that's just not seen in baseball. Right. No, and I get that 100%. For, in my opinion, though, like these fat deals, the fact that there's so much – uh, negative publicity around around these long term deals. Personally, like if I was in that situation, I would be like Scottie Pippen. Like Scottie Pippen got that opportunity to sign like the eight to ten year deal or whatever. You jump on it, even though you know five years down the road you're on a steal. It's like man, yeah. the salary cap has gone up so much. These people are making so much money. But in sports, you just never know what is going to happen. Like if you get six, seven years into your career, you have this fucking injury. You never know what's going to happen. You're never the same person. Right. You would never sign another fat deal. You'd go from team to team to team to where if you're on this fucking fat deal for 15 years, it's like, cool, like I'm done. Yeah. Like whether I perform or not, I'm still, I still at least have like 300 million locked up. Yeah. And I also get it from dudes that are like really trying to ring chase and understand that there's money in the game in other ways but me i don't know if i could you offer me 15 years 400 million i'm signing like yeah. I'll, I'll sign that bitch with tomorrow. the national yeah it doesn't matter if it's nationals marlins yeah. cubs dodgers doesn't their triple yeah. a team you signed me to the triple right. a team for 400 million dog i'm going out there for the lumberjacks i'm hitting bombs <laughs> right you say that we, we say that because we're in a position where we don't see those numbers yeah, struggling and don't, to pay rent you right. know but it, <laughs> <laughs> it fucking paycheck, he paycheck. knows he can go sign for a fucking 10 year 380 million yeah. and have a shot to compete for world series true no and so i get it a lot of these guys is kind of like you know i can make 35 million a year or i can make 42 million a year but if i can make 35 million a year and actually compete and win sign me the fuck up yeah yeah i think so it all comes down that's to where, that's what it comes i think it to. all comes down to the whole who wins the trade because if he Let's say they don't even make the playoffs. Let's hypothetically, mm-hmm. they don't make the playoffs this year. They lose it to the Cardinals, or yeah, the Cardinals. Let's say the Cardinals yeah. get that second wild card spot, and it's like <laughs> shit. All of a sudden, the Padres just don't make the playoffs. Then how how te- or how tempted are you to be like shit? Maybe this isn't what I was thinking of. And then they offer you that deal, and you're like shit. And, you know, it's like I-, I thought we were gonna be competing every single year. Yeah, yeah, you might. Yeah, you might do it eight years, ten years, whatever it is, but. I thought we were going to get to the World Series this year. I yeah. thought we got all the pieces, you know, and all of a sudden we don't make the playoffs. Yeah. I get the thing that. Is, though, I, like, got, I feel like I got, got oh, a yeah, great go. point here that I want to get thing. before I forget. Um, <laughs> get it. I feel like baseball is such like a money-driven sport that you can make these kind of deals and not have to worry about the consequences of what it is. Yeah. There will be 10 teams right now that once the Padres truly acquire him, there's going to be 10 teams that will line up to try and get him from the Padres yeah, as well so right. that they can replenish that because the contract is what it is. A team like the bottom of the barrel now Diamondbacks, if they were right. to trade for Juan Soto, they'd probably sell 10,000 more tickets a week right? or right, whatever right. it yeah. is. You know, right. so it, it's Teams like that are going to line up regardless yeah. just based off of how much money they can make based off that one player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So – it does suck, but it's baseball is so much different from other sports where it's like, eh, that contract, I don't know. Yeah. But over 160 games a year, when it's 80 games at home a year, mm-hmm. you can make X amount 
times money. 10 millions yeah, or whatever money. based right. off one fucking player. So right. it really Facts. doesn't matter. Right. No, and I see that. And like another thing of like winning and losing the trade, in my opinion, if you get a player who can come in and be a legitimate game-changing factor on your team right away, you win it. The thing with like baseball that everyone gets – misconstrued is is the farm system everyone looks for this farm system we have the number one farm system like the dodgers or whatever like we have this prospect we have this prospect we have this prospect if you actually look at the grand scheme of things i want to say i don't have the stats in front of me but maybe five percent of prospects actually work out to be legitimate all-stars yeah the people who come into the league you know what i'm saying like Juan soto probably got traded for five prospects that were almost older than him yeah you know what i'm saying dude is 23 he's probably getting traded to for dudes that are the same age that are prospects where it's like this dude has already proven himself as a legitimate starter a legitimate superstar in the league to where prospects are a toss-up because you can get these great prospects like coming from the cubs perspective of me is like we've had amazing prospects they come up do nothing or you have a great prospect and you just use them as trade leverage. Like I feel yeah. like they are what first round draft picks are to the NFL. Yeah. If you have a good prospect of like it's such a, a such a good trade bait that teams like can't deny it. But how often does that pan out? Right. Ten percent of the time. Very, yeah, very you low. Know? Very low. So if I can get a player of Juan Soto's caliber, I'm taking that a hundredfold. Yeah. No, that makes sense too. That makes sense you know? too. It's, it's all going to come down to what they do at the end of the season. Yeah, and it will. And even if they don't make it to the World Series, or even if they miss the playoffs, in my opinion, like if those prospects, and realistically, it was six prospects, three to four of them will probably be traded before they even play for the Nationals. Right. And it was smart of them too. Or I've, I think. Soto is still technically under his rookie rights for like a year or two. No, after so, this year, he's a he's a free agent. Right. Oh shit. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's why, why he's looking for that deal. And that's why they were like he was looking for the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's move on. Either to Either way, I was going to say. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's just get right into the Cubbies. I mean, I feel like that was probably yeah, was the gonna, biggest. I was going to hold off. That was the biggest headline. Let's besides just do it. This let's Soto just do it and get out of the way for you, bro. You know. You guys kept Contreras and kept Hat. Mm. Yeah, let's just cry in the dugout is with it, each other and kiss each other and uh, and not get traded the next day. It's just it's was super it, awkward. Was it man. a let's just please the fans and, right. like, and get through a season of not – because I know we did this last year and we right. traded all of our golden gloves and right. our all-stars. And, right. So was this a we're not going to just fuck the fans two years in a row? Or was this a – I think this We was might a, actually try and negotiate with something. some yeah. I think this is a uh, – And hat for that. And hap, I think yeah. Rick – Ricketts is like, I have no idea how to run a baseball organization, and he shoots from the hip on every fucking move that he makes. He comes out last year. We trade Javi, Chris Bryant, and Rizzo. <coughs> Excuse me. And he's like, I think that this group is past their prime. I want to capitalize before all three of them become free agents. From a fan's perspective, I really hated it, but deep down, you understand the move. If we're not really competing and we don't plan on signing them to this long-term extension and keeping them in our organization, you get what you can for them. And you capitalize on them at their highest value. You know, where if you are seeing that our organization is leaning more towards a fucking rebuild than a championship run, you have to capitalize on these players at their highest value. So I understand the moves that we made last year. I was still upset about them. But the fact that we could come into this year – we have arguably the best catcher in baseball. I'll throw that in quotes. In Wilson Contreras, he's been involved in trade conversations since the start of the league, since the start of the season. And 
Ian Happ was involved too. <clears throat> the fact that we can go through this entire trade deadline period, Wilson Contreras was in talks literally for the last month of being traded. We don't because we come out and said there was not an offer that we were willing to take for Wilson Contreras. Right. They also came out that us and Wilson Contreras' camp have not been able to come to a deal for an extension in the offseason, and we've kind of like ceased conversation, which just irks me. So it's like, okay, cool. You haven't found a deal that you like, but we're going to just eat him for the second half of the season, you know, the second or the last one-third of the season, and then let him walk for nothing. In my opinion, I don't give a fuck if we only get two prospects, only get a little bit of money back. If you have a caliber player of Wilson Contreras and you just let him walk for nothing, that is the MO of Chicago sports. You know, like the the fucking Bears letting Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett, Matt Forte, let them ride out their contract because they're like loyal to the fucking city and then letting them leave with no return. Yeah. That's an L for the team. And not trading Wilson Contreras. He's not going to re-sign with us. We are in a total rebuild. We we literally went from one of the worst teams in baseball with a pretty good middle relief pitching to trading all of our middle relief pitching, fully committing to the buyout and the rebuild, but not trading our biggest pieces. You know, so Wilson's gone. I understand the Hap aspect because Hap is under contract for next year, but statistically, this is Hap's best year of his career. This is when his value is the highest. And if we're in this full rebuild, you have to push both of them. Whether I like the trade or not, they should not be on our team at the end of the day. And I'm fucking pissed about it. Like this is a fat L for the Cubs from multiple aspects of it. I feel like it stunts our rebuild. We have less pieces to work with, with those two gone and nothing in return. Um, it literally loses faith in our upper management. And it just shows that we're the fucking Cubs. You know, we got lucky getting Theo. He came in, changed our culture, ended up retiring. And then Ricketts is like, oh, we could take this over. And trying to be Theo and failing astronomically. Yeah, It's just, it's really an embarrassment. The only thing that gets me by the baseball season right now is... The Cardinals may have taken a bigger L and not getting anybody. Yeah. You know, literally that's the only thing that puts me to sleep at night right now is the Cardinals at least did not get Juan Soto and did not improve. Um, But the Cubs, I mean, it's a fucking big black eye. That means like not trading Wilson. The fact that they can do all this talk, they're going to fucking trade him. Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ have this hug, crying, thinking it's their last home game. The entire stands give these dudes standing ovations. Right. What are they going to do? Give standing ovations every at bat now for the rest of the year? <laughs> we got 50 more games, right? Huh? Hey, I, we may, still got to play. Yeah. Maybe you guys, like, we don't understand the contract negotiations. Maybe the Cubs actually feel like they're close to getting something done with Wilson. Yeah. And he ends That's up. That's the only thing that would save it. He ends up right. staying with you guys for the next 10 years. You yeah. know, yep. I totally get the the sadness of it. And like the way baseball is, it's all about trading these guys and starting your rebuild and stacking up prospects so that when you're actually are ready to make the run, you can just trade all those prospects that you right. got. Exactly. For somebody you for know? a big name. So, yeah. yeah, I get it. But who knows? Maybe, you, like you said, you guys are, you have HAP under contract for next year. So maybe you guys feel like you can get a deal done and be a little bit competitive. I don't know. 
Yeah. I'm we just sh- trying to play devil's advocate. We with have it one of the worst starting rotations. That was, I feel like good- that was one of the most major headlines besides the Soto shit was where's Wilson Contreras going? Right. That was the only and- talk. And, it. and it, the cool thing about this talk was it actually brought light onto how good of a player Wilson Contreras actually is. He is no doubt a top five catcher in all of baseball. Defensive wise, as we were talking, arguably number one. And that was like, that's even more of a, I don't know. It just, I mean, Jerry Jones would disagree with me that all publicity is good publicity because you're getting talked about. But like when you don't get talked about and then all of a sudden you're talked about Wilson Contreras, Wilson Contreras, where is he going? Where is he going? He's this good of a player. You know, he's worth this much. And all of these analysts start coming in and really hyping him up of hype that he has not had the last three years because he gets brushed under the rug. And then you don't sell and no team really commits to you. It really kills your stock too. Right. You know, it's it's kind of a catch-22. You're getting all this hype, but then you don't get sold. So it kind of diminishes where you're at. Um, But it's just like, realistically, if we don't get the deal done at the end of the year, he will have so many suitors of teams that can just offer him as much money as we can but a better situation and a better yeah, future. And, and I've already come to the terms that he is not a cub. Like he's yeah. gone. He's going to ride out this year now. Um, yeah. I, I, the Cubs this past couple years have just been, man, I was on this high in 2015. You know what I'm saying? This high in 2015, we get a competitive young roster together. We, you know, overachieve expectations. We come into 2016 as a title contender, but not the title contender. We win it, you know, unexpectedly break the curse. Amazing things happen. And then since then we have, you know, systematically got worse and have reverted back to the old Cubs. And I feel like I'm a kid again, watching the yeah. Cubs and we're going to be terrible for the yeah. next hundred years. Yeah. I'm, that's all I got to say. I'm, I'm, sick, I didn't want to talk about this second because I'm, I'm already, I've am i been upset all day about it. Honestly, I have. It's like you're going to push this on me for a month and I have to cut ties with Wilson Contreras and you're going to keep him? Right. Like Right. For what? It's like telling me, hey, hey, Dean, you know, we got to put the dog down. We got to put the dog down. Right. I cry for fucking two weeks and I wake up and the dog's healthy as a fucking horse and right. thing. And then they're like, guess what? But in two months, he's going to run away. He's still going to go. Yeah, he's still going to go. Yep. Don't worry. It's going to go one way or another. Yeah. It's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just where I feel. I feel like we took a fat L, but I also want to talk about the Cardinals. And I do feel like they took a fat L in this, not being able to recruit any big, um, you know, trade deadline acquisitions. No big stars went there. I am thankful to the baseball gods that they weren't able to, but yeah, shout out to them for not being able to recruit one person to St. Louis. Maybe it's because that city sucks. Yeah, fuck, fuck St. Louis. <laughs> um, let's talk Joey Gallo to the Dodgers. I know you were hype about it. I do yeah. want to say Joey Gallo going from New York under um, achieving in every single statistical category, and he couldn't handle being under the limelight and the constant you know, New York media. Right. And he goes from there to LA and he thinks it's going to be any different. He's going to be in the same situation. And if he doesn't fucking come in and automatically contribute LA and the whole media will kill him because they're the arguably the world series favorite. So I think he went from a bad situation to a bad situation, but yeah. in the Dodger fan here, what do you think? It's we, we have so many outfielders where it's like we can interchange them at any time. We don't need him to play every single day. And I feel like the Yankees needed him somewhere in their lineup at, at, at all times. 
You have Aaron Judge. Who's their other outfielders? I can't even name them. Stanton right plays outfield. Stanton plays outfield, but and then they had. Uh... See, but either 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 way, regardless of who it is, I can. Our outfielders are are set. Gallo. <laughs> we have our we have our outfielders. We don't need him to be the number one outfielder where we need him every single day, every single night. Where it's like, oh shit, if he doesn't produce, we're going to be screwed. Neither maybe neither the Yankees. The Yankees probably didn't, but that change of scenery. It, it can hit you at any time, just like it did with uh, Matt Carpenter when he went to the Yankees. He wasn't anything with, with St. Louis. He was actually slumping a little bit. He was slumping. He wasn't doing what he did with... Matt Carpenter was a million times better with the Cardinals than he was with the Yankees. But he was slumping. He, was, he, was, he wasn't the same Matt Carpenter he was two, three years True, ago. You get, a, you get a change in scenery. Either way, yeah. to it, go it from New York to L.A., especially yeah, going no. into the cold days and You're the cold a, time of year. Right. Sign right. me the fuck up. Yeah, I'm 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 jumping on that. Just, so my only thing is like uh, for him to go if the Yankees, who are legitimate, considered World Series contenders this year, because best like, team in baseball, best they, team in baseball, first team to seventy wins. Right. Um, if they're cutting ties, I don't feel like Dodgers fans have anything to be all that more hype about. Yeah, this might be a good role player and a good uh, plug and play. And maybe that's what you guys actually need with like Corey Seager leaving and shit like that. Like, you guys, honestly, not to be rude, should have won two of the last four World Series, right? And have Probably not even gotten maybe, there. Maybe three of the four. Right. Lost to the Braves, right? Didn't even get to the World Series with the Braves. Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't even. I mean, the COVID ring. If the, if the Cubs' offense had actually woken up, wouldn't even have got there. You guys exactly. were winning those. You guys won those that three game series on like one zero games, yeah, which is fucking crazy, yeah. No, and, it, in today's MLB, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like a nineteen sixty. Literally, game. our batch is completely fell asleep. That's the but, toughest part about being. I'm, the, the, I'm not trying to shit on you. Yeah, no. And I just. I feel like I feel like this. I feel like this was the Dodgers just but I'm making shit on you. But I'm gonna shit on you. But I'm gonna do it because I feel like this was the Dodgers making a move because they couldn't get Juan Soto. Right. This right. was like a. We it still was a, made it was a backfall. It was a back, yeah. You know, yeah, which is like at least you made a, right. you made a move. He probably is going to contribute for you guys, right? You know, right. And there's going to be those games like, holy shit, Gallo went three for five tonight, and the only thing I can say about was, that is is, is the AL and the NL are completely different right now. Not They're complete. Yes, they. Bro, you with have the, a with the, DH, with and the you DH, have with the DH in the NL now. There's nothing different. There is no DH in the NL. We're not there yet. That's next year. Oh, that's next year. That's next year. But that's what I'm saying. My bad. Not having that right now and having to prove like, oh shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna smack this ball every time. Or I'm gonna get on base, whatever it is. It's he doesn't need to produce as much as he did in New York. He he does well, not think, need you to. I think he had to produce even less in New York with the weapons that they have, with the hitters that they have, and the fact that you have a DH, you need one less bat. And now you're going to the NL where you're going to need an extra bat. If he comes in and does not produce, he'll be hitting in the eighth spot and he'll be a, a sore eye. Yeah. Okay. That makes, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense too. But I I don't know, man. I think this is this is a good move for us. That I know Andrew Friedman is one of the. Bro, he's got the smartest, one of the smartest minds in baseball, if not the smartest minds in baseball. He knows what he's going for. He had the backup plan, knowing okay, if we don't get Juan Soto, we're gonna go after who? And it it was Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo was the man. So let's see what he can do. If he doesn't do anything, cool. We don't absolutely need this guy to be in the outfield every single night because we have our outfield. 
True. We have it. So that's my opinion on it. I think it's it's a great change of scenery. Let's, let's figure out what he can do. If he can't do it, maybe we maybe we trade him away and we have some type of you know trade bait for for next year. True. So we'll see what we'll see what happens with that one too. Last thing I wanted to talk about for baseball, um, not really trade deadline related, the Mike Trout back injury. Oof. I did want to bring that up. Uh, so if you guys are not familiar with it, Mike Trout was diagnosed with this rare back disease and the doctor who diagnosed him actually came out and was like, it's a crazy disease. I don't see Mike Trout being able to play like more than three years in the MLB. Obviously Mike Trout and his camp were like, what the fuck? And we're pissed at him of like, yo, don't leak this type of shit. And also I'm completely healthy now. I feel great. And I've been the best player in baseball, arguably, for seven years. Um, Just crazy. I mean, one sad, you'd hate to, I mean, especially a player of Mike Trout's caliber, anytime you get involved in the conversation with the, you know, the the Mickey Mantles and the fucking Lou Gehrig's and the Ty Cobb's and and, and the Ken Griffey Jr.'s, you know, like that's in the conversation that Mike Trout is in. The Willie Mays is Barry Bonds is, you know, like he's in that upper echelon already in conversation. Um, I really hope that is nothing serious, you know, from a fan's perspective. um, But that is just, it really is just crazy from the Angels perspective of we've wasted this guy's entire career and now his career may be cut short. Plus, we were already in trade talks with Otani, arguably the best player in baseball, Mm -hmm. reigning you know, AL MVP arguably yeah. is going to be the MVP back-to-back seasons. Right. And they're going to trade him like the, the angels may just be completely blown up. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy to me that, you know, I, I don't know. How do you feel? Like, I think I'm more team trout. Like that doctor, I feel like was just looking for some publicity yeah. releasing like some shit like that. Like why yeah. even come out? I right. feel like it, I totally lost my train of thought right there. Um, no, he, they just they shouldn't have he shouldn't have done that he did it because like you said it's a publicity stunt he's like i treat mike trout (laughs) right yeah look at me i'm the doctor of mike trout but he shouldn't have done that because mike trout is like you said arguably one of the best players in baseball if not the best player in baseball and like why do you put him out like that man like he's he's got let's say he does not have three years what if all of a sudden he goes out for another 10 years and makes it way past that mark where you had him at then how stupid do you look? You know what I mean? Like no, it's because exactly. it was a rare back disease, and doctors want to be the first people on the scene with that shit. Right, and that, that was a diagnosis. And doctors always give you the worst case diagnosis. I feel like first of like how many how many stories do you hear where it's like this man will never walk again? It's medically impossible, and then they're like, it's a miracle. He's walking. It's a miracle. Yeah, Thank God. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Right. right. <laughs> like no, y'all just jumped the gun. Like, yeah. The body is very resilient, especially when you're driven to yeah, repair. One, you have, you have that type of fucking motivation plus that level of medical care. When those two things you know, get in harmony, dudes come back from ACLs in six months. Yeah, That is literally what these pro athletes right. do. Like, I don't know. Trout has just always been one of the most athletic people from everything. His build, his speed, his, his quick twitch to... I don't know. I, I think he'll he'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. The Angels have to be kicking themselves for not trying to do more while oh. they felt comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, that's what, like you said, Otani's probably going to be back-to-back AL MVP. 
I was shitting on his pitching earlier in the year, and now all of a sudden he's in the Cy Young conversation. Yeah. You know, he's completely yeah. kind of flipped the Go switch on the pitching side of things. Right. And like, yeah. He's, well, yeah, he's one of the first pitchers in how long or whatever to have 10Ks or the first Angels pitcher to have 10Ks in three straight starts or whatever it was. But, yeah, the Angels got to be kicking themselves for kicking Mike Trout while he's down. Or whatever, or just you know, like, just not, putting, not fully buying in, not like buying in, like the Padres are out here spending millions. Like Soto's going to cost half a billion dollars on a contract, exactly. yeah, and they and, just fucking paid Machado and Tatis fat money, right? And not only so, did they not, you know, utilize him while he was in like his young prime, the fact that this back injury comes out now too is like his trade value is way down, yeah, you know, and that's the thing of like a team is not willing to invest that ten year contract into a Mike Trout knowing that he has because this fucking this. back disease right. now, and it right. like it totally handcuffs the Angels, yeah. like. And I, if he I, is going to get another fat deal, it'll be from the Angels of them believing in him kind of deal. Like he'll no t- teams are going to sign him to the two three year deals. Yeah, and I've always been one to shit on the Angels, but they they've have given him. Plenty of help. I mean, Noah Syndergaard. You get you get a guy from the Mets. That's yeah, but he's ridiculous. already on the fucking downgrade. You but know? then you get Albert Pujols. You get oh, um, who else? I mean, there's there's there has they've been added a of bunch guys. of players. They've added a bunch of players, but they've never added the right players. The the Angels are a team who are like we're gonna build and we're gonna get these big names that catch you know headlines, but never the pieces that we actually need, need to compete. Right, right. And they you know, get, that can right. become they get, headlines. They get the second-tier big names. You know, it's like yeah. Mookie Betts went to the Dodgers, the bigger L.A. team. Right. You know? Right. It's, Facts. It's like they, the, they the, Corey Seager. Corey Seager. Or, Se- or uh, not uh, Trey Turner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, the, they're like the Clippers when it comes to Lakers and Clippers. Exactly. That's exactly what it's they're looking comparison. at right now. That is That's a great exactly point. what they're looking at right now. But, yeah, no, the, the whole baseball thing is crazy right now with the last – Last day of the trip deadline. Yeah. I love Crazy it. for Mike Trout, man. I do help all the best. I hope he's healthy. Um, you just never want to see that great of a player, whether you you know like him or hate him, you never want to see him go out early. Like yeah. I can admit that I am a hater of multiple athletes across multiple sports, and I would be pissed, honestly, if they did go down with injuries because that, to me, from a hater's perspective, that's just one more fucking ammo of – excuses that yeah. their fan base can fire at right, you right, you know right. and i just want to see everybody at their fucking peak their prime and then lose at their prime right whether i'm right hate, you, you know win what I'm or saying? lose yeah and it's it's right. sad i i really hope he's okay right but uh with all that mlb you know news let's talk predictions you know we're 105 games in let's who's your who's your world series favorites let's talk who you have in the world series alnl matchup and who you guys have I know we brought this up at right before All-Star break. You know, we brought this up like 40 games in, and we gave our predictions, maybe 60 games in. Um, but let's talk. Yeah, who are who are your guys' uh, favorites? Who are we starting with? Hit it, Jake. It's your birthday. Let's hit it. Okay, yeah. I think for AL, <laughs> I had Yankees-Astros. Ooh, okay. Uh, and I'm I'm riding with that. Yankees-Astros, you can't do that. They're both AL. Or AL. For for the AL for, for the AL. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, because we said we're, we're picking. I thought you did uh like the the World Series, like you know the prediction. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Right. I see what maybe you mean. I didn't go about that the right. Yeah, way. I was you like, can give, you can give, your, gonna, you can give I, your ALCS and your NLCS and your World Series. Pick. No, I'm okay what, with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Go ahead. I was going with my AL teams. And my fault. My fault. I was like, we're good. We're good. I think the Yankees are going to get to the World Series. They just got the bats this year. Rizzo fourth homer in four straight days. 
Ugh, he's uh, the goat. Judge is on pace to actually beat the record. I'm telling you what, no, um, not even trying to be weird or anything. If I was a female, I'd probably have Rizzo's baby. I love that dude. I'm weird. I really do. My whole family loves him. My mom loves Rizzo. He was. Just yeah, the opportunity. Con- yeah, stop. continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, stop. would you stop? You bring up his name and, and it brings up scars. Yeah, you're wet. Yeah, your hair just got hard. Way. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> um, I told you he'd be great over there. <laughs> I got I got the Yankees getting there. The bats seem alive this year, and they have enough pitching to get it done. Um, and I got I think the Padres with the Soto trade is going to give them Ooh. some momentum with with the hater closer trade as well. They have some pitching, and the Dodgers are just notorious for not being able to get there, even after all the acquisitions and moves. So, got Yankees, Padres, Yankees, fucking winning the World Series. Ooh. That's who you, who you got, Nate. So I'm going with. Oof, oof. You know where I'm going. I see they're going to be. I, I don't see the the uh, the Padres getting there. Twelve games behind right now, with how many games have been played. I don't think that's going to be enough. Even with Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, I don't think so because they haven't beaten the Dodgers at all this year. They haven't touched us this year. So it's it's there's I num numerically I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be there. Um. But numbers numbers lie, especially in baseball. A, a big time in baseball. You know, you got the guys with the most hits, the most the be- better batting average, whatever it is. Uh, I think AL. I'll go AL first. AL is probably going to be Yankees, Astros. Um, Yankees, like you said, they're they're popping off right now. They're they're getting it right where they need to be, and everybody's just hitting their stride as it goes along the season. Uh, but. The Astros, man. Everyone sleeps on those Astros, and I hate the Astros because they cheated every year, feels like. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I see the Yankees, the Astros. One of those guys are going to absolutely just demolish the playoffs because they have that playoff experience. Um, Yankees have always been close, always been right on the very cusp of just getting there, and one of them are going to do it, the Yankees-Astros. Um, NL, though, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Dodgers or <laughs> – Oh man, it's tough with tough with uh, anybody else, Dodgers. right? <laughs> it's tough with anybody else because I don't see how we would blow it this year. We have all the pieces we need this year. Everybody we need, maybe not the starting pitching, but you see the Braves with their starting pitching last year. They didn't have top, you know, five pitching. They had, um, I mean, they got Charlie hot at the Morton. right time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get hot at the right time. Exactly. That's what it's about. So I think uh, Dodgers, Yankees, Dodgers, uh, Astros, maybe a repeat of 2016. Um, 2016, we won it. That was I'm sorry, 2017. 2017. 2017. 2017. Yep. Yeah, don't disrespect. My bad, my bad. That's me. That's my bad. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I see them going and. Um, I mean, you you can't ever get me off the Dodgers, man. I'm, I'm gonna go World Series predictions. We win it in six, seven, maybe maybe five. But either way, I don't see I don't see how we're gonna blow this this year with with all the talent, everything we've been doing this year. Farm system getting called up every once in a while, and that's what I really love about baseball too. Is you hit a a prospect that comes up, does his thing, just like um. It, I can't remember. I think his name's Jake Outman. He just went out last night or two nights ago. Had a, a, he had his double. He had his single. He had his home run. He was a triple side, triple short of the cycle, just like that. And I know you said like it's only you know a, a very small percentage. Yeah, and he can of, come in and have a couple of good games, but will he have a good career? You're right. Thing, it it you may know? be hard. And it sometimes hard. It, when you're a competitive team like that, you only need the game. Right. You only need the few games. Right. You know. Right. right. Yeah, but when you see, that. but when you see those teams that do that and can do that with um, 
with maybe like a star slumping at the time, Cody Bellinger, whoever it is that's slumping sucks. and can actually make up for their mistakes. It's like, damn, like you, you guys are just hitting on every spot. So, I mean, like I said, any, any prediction that I have is going to go right back to the Dodgers. I can't, I can't get away from them and I'm never going to get away from them regardless okay. of what happens. Okay. Let's hear yours. I'm going to start, uh, mm, I'm going to start NL. My NL is going to be, uh, I don't know how the brackets fucking meet up or how it would work, but I definitely have uh, Padres and no disrespect. I got Padres Mets. Okay. Coming out of the NL. Like those I feel like are the two most hot teams. I know the Dodgers are there, but. Show me a year where the Dodgers didn't choke, and I'll show you a year where they played 60 games. You know, um, anytime the, you know, the rubber has to meet the road for the Dodgers, they crumble every year. Anytime it's actually a full season, they've never been able to put it all together. They've been in this championship window for six years, and the only time that they could actually win it was when you play 60 games in a COVID year. Um, I think that's the biggest asterisk of any World Series champion. I think it's going to be Mets Padres out of the NL. I think the Padres are going to the World Series. And I think it's going to be, I'm going out on another limb. I think it's going to be Yankees Mariners. I think the Mariners were the hottest team. They had the longest win streak coming into an all-star break ever in 14 games. The three previous teams had 10 to 11 game win streaks going into the all-star break. All three teams made it to the World Series. Um... I just feel like they will get hot. They're they're a young team. I feel like they're of the teams in the AL will be underestimated and will over achieve expectations. I just okay. feel like they're they're going to get hot. It's going to be a a Yankees Mariners in the ALCS and I do see the Yankees moving on, but I see the Padres win it all. I got I got the Padres I had the Padres before the Juan Soto move with the, you know, the acquisitions that they had. They are my World Series favorite right now. Hands down. Like, I just, I'm bought in. I think Manny Machado damn near is going to win the NL MVP, adding Juan Soto, adding Hayter, adding more relief pitching, uh, adding a first baseman in in Bell who can rake. Um, If... Tatis is, you know, is fully healthy and and is raking and and is the Tatis that we know. Yeah, I got, I got fucking, I got them winning it all. But I do have, uh, I have the Mets and the Mariners going further than a lot of people expect. I think the Mets are a very hot team right now. I think they're being slept on. The fact that Jacob Degrom just made his season debut and he is coming back, and they've done all of this without their ace pitcher. Him coming back is just a big motivator. Um. Yeah, look out for the Mets. And the Mets, uh, fuck, I mean, I'm going back and forth. I think the winner will come from the NL this year. I know everyone's hype on the Yankees, but I think that the winner is coming out of the NL. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I like it. I like it. it. Let's let's move on to Nate's Quiz Corner. Ooh. I like it. Nice to have you back. You know, this was your original segment. We need... We need Nate's quiz corner back. Um, So Nate is going to give us three questions. He has an MLB question, an NFL question, and an uh, NBA question. Um, 
And we're going to see how we fucking do with that. I'm, I'm excited for this. All right. All right. Let's do this shit then, man. It's, it's been a while. Glad I'm back. It's, um, it's crazy to, to be back. I love being with you guys and upset that I was gone for so long. But, <laughs> but we're back. We're back. We're ready to go. These, these questions just, you know, these questions are going to hit because we talked about this before. It's, they're not questions that you expect to know. Because we went through so many questions and it was like, Dean was getting it. Jake was getting it. And I'm like, damn it. Like, you guys, we, we know sports so much where it's like, shit. I got to think of questions that are going to either make you think, make you be like, oh, shit. I don't know that one so much. But let me, let me try my best to, to get it, you know. So, um, yeah, like he said, I'm going to go out with a we'll, – we'll start with a um, with the MLB question. We'll go there first. We'll get the, um, the NBA question, and then we'll finish with the NFL question. All right, right? All right, so we got some things that'll make make you think a little definitely, bit. Definitely, definitely, it's gonna make you scratch your head. But um, first things first, let's get with that MLB. Uh, first question is: What MLB player holds the record for most games with a strikeout right? in a row? Right in a yeah, so consecutive games with a strikeout. And I got multiple choice for you guys on this one. Ooh, okay. Make it a little bit easier. I don't even um, think I need it, but okay. Are you sure? All right, we'll see how it goes. I'm confident. So, so we got. <laughs> he googled. He googled before okay. the segment. Right before the segment, we went. We brainstormed a few questions that would be asked. Of the ten questions that were asked, your boy knew eight of them. <laughs> your boy knew eight of them. Maybe not eight, but here we go. So, <laughs> so we got. Uh, is it Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, or Aaron Judge? Who's going first? I'm saying Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, yeah. I like it. He's had a lot of a lot of at bats. After the steroids started, it was more of a, a home runner out, right? So right, I'm going right. Barry Bonds. Okay, yeah, I, all right, I like it. I just I'm not going to go Barry Bonds because like I know he's always seen as a home run hitter, but he had a season where he had more walks than strikeouts. I'm going to go of the four most consecutive games with a strikeout. Give me Aaron Judge. I feel like that dude home runner bust. And you want to go like a Willie Mays, but just back because in the he day, had more walkouts than strikeouts doesn't mean he didn't strike out every single game. No, true. I'm just saying, but like of of hitters back then, you were a home run hitter, but you also got normal hits. Now it's like you're a home run hitter or bust. Right. Uh, give true. me Aaron Judge for 500. All right, for 500, <laughs> please. All right. So yeah, Dean ended up getting that one. <laughs> Aaron Judge is the most. The, the player with the most strikeouts consecutively. What a bone. Wow. I know. And that's what, again. How many it. was it? Actually, I didn't even find that okay. out. Let me, I'll, I'll figure no, it out no, here in a second. But yes, he, he, he just strikes out. consecutively he has, with the strikeout. No, that's not surprising much, to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's, he, he does his thing. He either has a home run or he doesn't. That's, that's the game we live in now. Yep. It, it really is. All right. So we'll move on to MLB. Or I'm sorry, uh, NBA. NBA, longest winning streak in NBA history. This one, there's no multiple choice because there's so many teams that have dominated over the last hundred years. So I think we say the team and the year. Ooh, you want the year too? Let me find out that year. Oh okay. no, let's just say team. You he the, Googled. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, the, the he year. Let's say the team and, and the year. The year. Yeah, he's like, I fucking know it that well, much. No, I, okay, let's just say the team with the longest win streak. We got the Miami Heat. It was like 28 games. And I got, I got my fucking Chicago Bulls. 
You got the Bulls? I got the Bulls. I think the Bulls, the 72-win season, had a longer win streak than Golden State in the 70-win, 73-win season. All I think right. we had a longer win streak than and that. And the, the Miami Heat team had a longer winning. And then what? They did lost 15 in a row? Maybe. Typical Braun. All right. All right. <laughs> so both of you guys are wrong on the first answer. I'll, oh. give you, I'll give you one more answer. One more. And I, I found out the, the year. Okay. I found out the team. Obviously, I knew the team. But I'll give you guys one more. We'll go back to Dean since Jake went first okay. on that first one. Um, okay. So wasn't you don't the, have to give me the, the year. Bulls? You no. don't have okay. to give me the year. Longest win streak. Give me. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say. The 1999 Houston Rockets. All right. With Hakeem. The year they won it when Jordan left. Pistons. No, that would be the 90. That'd be the 95 All Rockets. Right. All right. And you said the Pistons. 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 All right. So, again, both of you guys are wrong. Damn. I know. You guys are shit in the bed on this one. Sons. Well, again, shit okay, in the third, bed. Okay. Then okay. I, let me get one. one let me get, yeah, one, we'll let me get one a third more. guess then. We'll if give you, you one Okay. More. Okay, let me think about it. Yep, this is the last one. Last one. I'm going to go the Sixers in the 70s with Dr. J and Moses Malone. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Yeah, I didn't Google it. (laughs) No, uh, both of you guys are wrong again. Damn. Yep. Is it the Celtics team? It's going to be like the Portland Trailblazers. No, you guys are both wrong. Again. (laughs) It's, It's my boys. It's the Lakers. Oh, no. Yep, 1971 on November 5th, oh, with Will. Los Angeles Lakers beat the Baltimore Bullets 110 to 106, starting an epic winning streak that uh, that lasted more than two months and accumulated 33 consecutive victories. Still in I was going to say the Lakers, but I thought that was too easy. Damn. Longest winning streak in American pro sports. Do they say the second? Because didn't that Miami Heat team win like 28 in a row or something? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah. They weren't on the list, Jake. Um, no, just, <laughs> we don't have to dive too far into it. Damn, I didn't want to say Lakers. I'm no, honestly salty. I didn't though. I want to go with the easy ones. You guys but. see the guy that's giving you the question. You don't. You don't even give his team a. I thought you, know, you would be a little non-biased. No, man. You know how we are. You know says, exactly oh, Lakers, how all of us are. Great question. You know how all of us are. Yep. All right. No, the next team was the Suns. The Suns yeah. did it with uh, 31. Yeah, they, they went on that fat win streak. Yep, yep. the 31. One. Damn, they almost got it. They almost did. Almost did. All right, so let's finish out Should with... I win that one because I was second? Yeah, I'll close. give you that one. I'll give you that one. So we're tied 1-1 <laughs> one, one right now. No, this what? One's... Absolutely not. <laughs> well, just, just for fair competitiveness, yes, we'll give the Jake 1-1 one, one right now. Because it's his birthday fine. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, so the last NFL. question. This one is a good one. Who holds the highest passer rating in NFL rookie history? Right? I'll give another multiple choice. I honestly don't want to have a multiple choice on this. You don't want to have a multiple choice. You, you're going to need it. I'm I don't to be honest think with so. both of you. All right. Did you Google it? No, I really didn't. But I, I, I have a name <laughs> in my mind that I really think has it. All right. Passer rating. Passer rating? Oof. Yeah, it's I do. not passing yards. It's, it's not, not passing tutties. I know what passer rating shots. means. Um, all right. All right. Give us, give us the you multiple want the, choice. You want the multiple choice. Yeah. All right. So we got. Shannon is so confident. Okay. Over there. No, Honestly. don't give us it. I'll go first because I'm pretty confident. All right. Let's hear it. I know he set the touchdown record. I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. 
with the the highest passer rate. I know he set he beat Peyton's touchdown record. I know he didn't start all the all sixteen games at then. I think close, he started huh? twelve. No. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Baker. Alright, I, I respect the confidence. I respect the confidence. Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Again, another another confident answer. Eh, both of them. Both of them. So, so give, now give do you guys now choice. do you guys want the multiple choice? Give us multiple Let me give, give us, it to you. Let me it's, give probably, it to you. it's probably it's nobody's who had a good one year. Oh okay. All right, let's hear it. So okay. here it comes. Dan Marino, mm. Robert Griffin III, Tom Brady, or Dak Prescott? Uh, it's it's um it's RG three. He had such a good rookie year. Um, Give me RG three. Is that who I'm, you want to go? I want to take the same thing, so that's tough. Because he had the, the, go- the he had the goat as his right, coach. All right, take take RG three, and I'll take Dak. No, that's. No, if you want him, I'll take Dak. I'm confident in that. Dak beat him. Give me Dak for you, 600. You want Dak for... You sure you're good with RG3? Yeah, I don't... I really don't. That's all good. Yeah, it's Dak. Dak had to do it. And, Stop. Which is, crazy. is it crazy? Really? Yes, which is Dak? crazy. Let's go! But you think about when he I did really it. I really thought it was RG3, too. I would have chosen RG3 regardless. When he did it, though, he had Zeke right behind center. All he had to do was hand it off every single time. That was the same hey, year he went for hey, he popped off for hey, how the many highest, touchdowns, highest how many rookie pass yards. rate never. Right. That was it. That was Mr. Dak Prescott. So Dean, congratulations. Wow. Let's go. That's more you beat your friend on his birthday. That's messed up. But yeah, no, that's that's my birthday present for Jacob. Fat L. <laughs> Fat L. Yeah, no, that, mm. but but that'll conclude the the Nate's I love it. And talking football, let's just shift into uh NFL mm. training camp. There's been a couple big stories uh, we'll just end the pot off talking some NFL, some big, uh, big news. Let's start with, uh, Jake's boy Niners finally got a deal done with Debo Ooh. and it seems to be the new trend for wide receivers. It's this three year. We're going to try and get you in your, you know, prime. They, they really have understood with receivers that your prime is your like first seven years right. and off of your initial rookie deal. That can span four to five years. They're going to give you the additional three, because right. over the trend of you know receivers, you look at you know all the greats. Like, I mean, Megatron was amazing his whole career, but like Julio had a little bit of a downfall. Like after year seven, year eight, Antonio Brown just jumped off the cliff and fucking mentally. Right. Um. You just see these dudes. Um. How hype are you, Jake? I I I'm surprised I didn't. Fucking Jake has not been partying since, but like, are you hype at all? Did you think you overpaid? Do you think you got a deal? How are you on the Debo? I think it's a win-win situation regardless of it. We didn't, I don't feel like we overpaid. Uh, Debo doesn't feel like he's underpaid. He has enough incentives with the rushing. Uh, enough incentives. Did you see his rushing incentives? I want to talk about that. They were like, if you rush for three touchdowns, we'll give you 100K. Yep. It's like, bitch, I'm making 24 million this year. What's 100K? Right. Do? What's he going to do for me? Yep. Did you see that, though? It was hey, like 150K. Hey, he signed the contract. I'll be like, I need a, <laughs> I need a meal if I'm going to score three rushing touchdowns easily. And it's it's 650K, though, if he gets over 380 <coughs> rushing yards, which is like, oh, okay. The 100K for the rushing touchdowns necessarily isn't all that. We can give him, we can give him an yeah. end around yeah. in the red zone and he's gonna take that in. Mm-hmm. We we all know what type of player Debo is. Right. He may get um, that in two games. Right. I think I think it was a win win. I feel like Debo didn't want a long term deal because he has opportunity to capitalize on another fat contract before the wow factor of the type of player he is uh deplenishes or goes away. Yeah. And we're getting him in his prime. So it 
It's true. It's true. I'm I'm happy for it. Uh, he pulled up in the fucking red and gold suit to sign it. <laughs> uh-huh. To sign his contract extension. So I feel like the media really just ran with whatever they could during the offseason. And the negotiations were very close to chest on both sides. Debo's been saying in all his interviews, it was just business. It was just business. We've kind of been saying that we know he's not happy, but we're going to be able to fix this. So yeah. I don't know. It probably could have been a fucking family situation that he didn't want anybody to know about and he wanted to be close to South Carolina. Who fucking knows? My man took pen to paper. He feels comfortable with what he's making. We're comfortable with it. That John Hancock on the line. John Hancock (laughs) is on the dotted line. So it doesn't fucking matter. You can't take it back. I'm glad. I feel like we're keeping probably one of the best top five weapons in the NFL with us. Top five weapons? Yeah. In the whole I mean, NFL? Arguably, yeah. arguably, maybe top fifteen weapon, but I'll I'll take top take whatever you fucking want. Is I maybe top eight, but top arguably five from a weapon from like receiver, running back, like everything. Yeah, I the, feel like the, Kittle's a better weapon than. And the, the fact Oof. he even came out and said that he was like all these narratives about that I was unhappy with my role is completely false. Yeah, I am a wide back, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes for us to win. Yeah, and. Except take fifty carries a year. You're right. I mean, <laughs> Except, but it don't matter because he fucking he. If that's what happens, that's what happens. Yeah. He's like John Hancock it. on the line, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> he said, "Hey, no my John Hancock, back. I'm not trying to hit none of them incentives. Right. Don't hand me the ball." Right. <laughs> no, right. I'm pumped. It's, no, that's dope though. That's Honestly, all, all our drama from the off season is now uh, settled and finalized before week one of preseason, which I've been saying from the get go. Yeah. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are completely open with the way they do business and the way they handle things. And everything is gone as they have said it would. Fair enough. So, Fair it enough. is what it is. They got two okay. Nostradamuses up in that <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys did your thing. I'm, I'm happy for you guys, especially Debo. Debo got his money. He, um, you know, he... he Pushed all the right buttons to get his money, too. Exactly. He did everything he needed to do. He was going to make it seem like, oh, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing what you guys want me to do, but I'm going to get my money regardless. So I'm happy for you guys. Hope everything works out. It's going to be, I don't want to say a tough division because. It's the hardest. Stop it. It's the second hardest. Thank you. Well, maybe even the hardest. I mean, they have the Super Bowl champs. You don't have anybody that even performed in the playoffs. Really? The the people that made it to uh, two Super Bowls back-to-back? I mean, well, you have the team that also showed out and then didn't score a single point in the second half. Oh, the but, you, City but you love the Chargers, though. But you, lo- no, you think the Chargers the are going to make it every single year. You think no, the Chargers are going to be the next big thing. I told you the, the Chargers thing. are going to make it this year. The Chargers are going to make it every year that you guys think this year. football season starts. No, no last they, year, never last year. the Chargers hype like that. It was only this year. Nick. No, it was Justin Herbert is the next up-and-coming quarterback. He is. And now, and, and now look at us. So, again, there's no, no way you can debate that we have okay. the best Okay. Division in football. Okay, maybe. The best. With Russell I, Wilson coming, stop. Maybe. All right. It just depends. I mean, you guys are going to be terrible, so it brings the division down. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> uh, man, I think that Debo signing, though, is great for you guys. I, The more I think about it, I love these three-year deals for receivers. You know, the five- to six-year deals, no receiver really lives up to those, you know, fifth, six-year on their contract it's always like the first four years they're ballers the last two years of a contract they're they're in trade talks teams are trying to ship them teams are trying to get up off that money and i feel like over the last five years these teams have really acknowledged that noticed it and 
have really adapted to the new market of, hey, we can sign these players for three years. They're willing to accept it. We can pay them premium money for these three years and then be out. And, you know, even if we only get two years out of them and we trade them on their third year, it's it's not the six to seven year deal anymore. You know, it's a lot more team friendly slash player friendly. It's player friendly in the in the short term and it's team friendly in the long term, which I feel like these players are kind of getting bamboozled to sign these little deals, you know, to whereas not many people make it to two to three big contracts, you know, unless you're right. a quarterback, if you're a skill position, you lose that one step, you have the the lingering hamstring, the lingering calf, like you just don't get signed to those fat deals anymore. And the teams have really sold this facade to these players of like, well, we'll pay you 30 million a year for three years rather than 20 million a year for six years, you know? Uh, and they're like, oh shit. And they jump on it. So I do think all of these are really a team-friendly deal because anytime you can get out with on, in a contract in three years, the way the salary cap increases every year, I mean, you're striking gold, especially yeah. with a rece- uh, a weapon like Debo. Like, yeah. honestly, I was talking shit. Maybe he's a top 15, maybe he's a top 10 weapon. All I know is he's in that conversation for, like, overall weapon. And he makes running, happen. Running and receiving. And arguably, the, the 49ers are nothing like the 49ers they are on offense without Debo. He is he is the piece that makes them run. He is the, the X factor that the defense has to think of receiving and running. Without Debo, 49ers offense does not work. And you needed him. You know, yeah. like, he adds that, that legitimate X factor that holds outside linebackers, you know, one second to make sure he didn't get that end around, you know, that, that allows the guard to pull because he's not getting blamed by the other lineman. Like he just, he opens up so much more for the, the, the offense. I feel like that was a great move for you guys. Um, another, you know, receiver that sold that signed that three-year contract was DK. He damn near got the same amount of money as Debo. And I think the Seahawks overpaid tenfold. I'm and so I'm not, and I know I'm a hater on him, but like DK has not shown me really anything. He's shown me a chase down tackle of fucking Buda Baker and maybe a couple fucking red zone targets, but he doesn't bring all the intangibles that Debo does. Like he should not be in the same conversation as Debo with me, especially contract related. Oh, DK? Like, yeah, they yeah. they overpaid DK. A fucking hand feel, and a foot. I feel like Seattle's hands were tied. They kind of had Let to. Let him go. They had no. To, they had to Deuces. pay him this. No. There was going to be no hype for them this season. Right. They weren't going to sell shit for tickets. They right. just traded their franchise the fucking quarterback. Right. No, they just traded their franchise quarterback. Guess right. what? Everyone the Bears knows have never had a franchise quarterback and we show up to games. Are you but saying Seattle is, no, fans ain't about it? No. Show up when your team sucks. No. you have, That shows you a good fandom. At least you still have Justin Fields to fall back on. Like Jake was saying, that it's a franchise quarterback. Somebody that you can rely on to sell tickets And we just got him last year, night. dog. We haven't had a franchise quarterback But you guys have that. But he sells tickets and he's hype and you guys have something to look forward to. Right. The really? Seattle Seahawks are now where you guys were three years ago. Exactly. There's not a lot to look forward exactly. to. Exactly. They they miss it. <laughs> Throw that shade. <laughs> they, I'm they not gonna miss shit on you, but I'm gonna shit on you. <laughs> they, they 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 mishandled their money. They fucking gave out shit contracts, and, and now they here now here they are in a rebuild. Right. And they had to keep some sort of big name player because Jamal Adams wasn't it. They gave no. they gave him what. That they, might be the dumbest contract over the last the 10 years of all of football. One, yes. He's a glorified outside linebacker, and he's not even good at playing linebacker. Right. Um, 
But okay, I feel like okay. <laughs> I feel like the. Seah- I feel like he is overrated though. Oh wait, huh? talk your shit, Jake. Talk safeties, your shit. But this Jake- is the Seahawks had to sign a player like DK to sell tickets and kind of just he's an Olympian. Keep the momentum. He's an yeah, he's a tenth place Olympian. <laughs> Fucking bum. Um, but I feel like also the reason not to go back to Debo because I know we're moving on, but they're all represented by the same agent. AJ Brown, yeah. DK Metcalf, right. and Debo all have the same agent. So all this debacle and bullshit about Debo was John Lynch said it from the start. We know we're not going to be able to sign Debo to an extension until AJ and DK sign their contracts. That's because hilarious. Debo had a better year than both, both of them, and we know whatever value they get, we're probably going to have to give a little bit more. And he he called the spade a spade. That's exactly what happened. We had to wait for AJ Brown's contract. DK signed. Debo signs four days later. Yeah. This agent literally looked at his wife and said, "Hey, honey, the next three years we're going to be living out of Turks and Caicos." Yeah, I don't know. We caking in the next. I don't know. Three years. D- Terry Dandy, Dandy, however you say his name, dude's goaded. Yeah. <laughs> AJ Brown got exactly what he wanted. I D- Debo, I think, wanted to be traded, but we're such an old school, uh, traditional fucking franchise and organization oh that we have the money and the clout. Oh and right now, I mean, I think Debo is an idiot for requesting a trade anyway with Kyle Shanahan's. Yeah. The way he provided. He doesn't want to run. You, maybe, but he signed a contract anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, that, that but, agent, know, shout for out, real. Shout out the agent, and I think it was spot on. No, facts. Uh, I mean, I didn't know that he was the agent of all three of those mm-hmm. dudes. That, that's crazy. I did not yeah. know that. No, so it, it makes sense. I just feel like journal, we know how journalism in the media is not with yeah. clicks, and the NFL didn't have shit to talk about in the offseason. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the, the, DK, the DK move was was a, a great move. I think they needed to sign, like Jake said, the – the primary person where they were like, okay, this is going to be the one person we're going to sign to keep the fan base included, to keep the fan base hype, because you, you got rid of your quarterback where it's like, he's gone. What else is there from there? There's there's nobody else. The running back position, the wide receiver position, and a defensive position. You don't have anybody that's hype enough to be like, oh, they're going to sell tickets. They're going to sell tickets. DK was the last option they had, and they were like, all right, you're going to stay, and we're going to give you this much money. And no. they gave him his money. They, I feel he, it. He, and he deserved it. He definitely deserved it. He's huge. He deserve it. You don't think he deserved it? I it, feel like he's he's kind of on like the poor man's Mike Evans trajectory. Like yes. He's going to be the receiver that crosses 1,000 yards every year, but no one ever talks about it. He's going to be. But the there, re- there's, there's value in that. And so. No. He, in my opinion, DK is going to be a dude who came in overhyped. He had the body of a Greek god who's underperformed physically and statistically on an NFL playing field since he came into the league. They legit overpaid him. And in my opinion, if you have to keep DK Metcalf on your team to sell tickets, I never in my life want to hear the 12th man shit ever again <laughs> coming from Seattle. No, I really I really don't want to talk about it. Like if you're a fan base that literally only shows up when your team is good and competitive, you're not a fucking fan base. Like you are not a fan base. The I mean coming from Chicago, we literally fucking get 
shit on every year and we sell out every single time no matter the sport um and yeah i think i think they overpaid i don't think he is worth it um and i don't think they needed to keep him to sell tickets like if you you know your fans have seen you win a championship within the last 10 years they should be fucking dedicated to being there and watching the team perform we're dedicated to watching our team perform we haven't won in 40 years <laughs> i get that you know the browns haven't that. won in 70 years and they sell out every game don't sell me on seattle obviously they and if that's the case then they should not get a basketball team if they're fandom only shows up for teams um, that are good we... don't sell me on they need the the fucking supersonics again then if they don't show up when they don't have superstars in football like they're not gonna have superstars in basketball to start so they don't need they don't need the fucking the yeah miss me dk overpaid next um yo Deshaun... we... hold on one more thing we just got some breaking news yeah breaking news <laughs> Dean don't give a fuck. Yeah, Dean's like, <laughs> suck my dick, dog. I don't give a dick. fuck. I read this shit. Yeah, break I read his no, shit. Stop. His eyes. No. That is the biggest fucking loss. Okay, not to be a dick. I'm not even trying to be an asshole right now. I'm not trying to shit on the Dodgers. I get this update. It's not an update of, hey, Harry Carey died. The oh, only stop. the only voice that oh, matters in baseball. Stop it. It's stop the it. only voice Has that matters in baseball. Has he ever done sports that were not baseball? Never. Harry Carey is sports. No, he's not, he though. Is, That's, he, no. And the thing is, if you look at the... if you, I'm, Okay, so as people don't break it... Let's, 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 let's make the announcement. Let me Vin, make that announcement. Make it. Vin Scully passed away. Vin Scully, the face of the Dodgers. The, the voice, man that... 94. The, the face, the voice, anything that it is. that You, you come back to Dodger history. That man literally called the World Series more than Harry Carey. Can you admit that? Cool. He did. Guess what? He was so never then, beloved like Harry Carey. As no, soon as he, he dies, he's the only. He's like stopped. the last oldest dude talked about. Like he's not a. He's not a. Uh, a Madden. He's not a Harry Carey. He's, he is the Madden of MLB. Not, he's he not. Is, he, though. He, he is, is the, though. He is the. He is. No. 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 He is like the third tier goat of of commentators. We're gonna do a poll on on the Instagram, and we're gonna we we're will. gonna put it. And guess Harry Carey, Vince Scully. Let's just. Let's talk I, but in. overall, I'm not. I'm not trying to talk shit. Overall, it's R- very sad that R- he died. R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. Vince This is a fucking very. It's a lot. I don't want to say tragic, but this is a a big loss. I had to throw my fucking mic to the side and take the fucking glasses off, dude. That is the fucking man that grew up showing me. Let's show some fucking class. Yes, no, no, and I get that. He showed me who baseball was because it's like, dude, hearing his voice, whether it be, and we grew up in the era where it was. Maybe we didn't watch the game on on TV. We we I heard the game on ba- on the radio with with pops driving through you know L A wherever it was where I was wherever I was living, and it was Vince Scully always on the radio knowing I'm gonna hear the game and maybe I didn't understand it when I was little but growing up it's like dude this man had the voice the stories the stats everything that came to baseball and with the Dodgers. He knew what the fuck was up, and he didn't even need to be with the Dodgers. The opposing team, he knew everything about those teams. It's every commentator. Kn- no, it, it is not, though. It is not. <laughs> Look at the fucking Diamondbacks announcers. Those motherfuckers are biased as fuck. It's and it's, Grace. And it's annoying as fuck when you hear announcers that don't know how to announce a game because they're so biased about things. This but man they, knew you, things about these players that. when they were five and six years old, and it's like... How in the fuck did you understand that thing? Like, there's, I don't the know, man. An RIP, like, my biased, fucking guy. You know, and I love it. Like, overall, as like a baseball fan, it, it it is a terrible loss to lose Vin Scully. So, RIP. I do think, 
I mean, you live 94 years old. It's not a shock when you wake up and someone has passed away. I hope he went like peacefully, um, but he lived a full life. I he mean, did. Vince Scully he lived did. an amazing definitely, life. Definitely. Being the voice of the Dodgers for what, 60 years, maybe yeah. 70 years. Yep. Uh, y'all were uh, around in the 40s right? right? in Brooklyn right. before you came to LA. Right. He was the first voice in LA. So that's yep. probably 50s. Yep. Um, or 60. So he's probably been he's probably been the voice for like 50 years for you guys. Um I think that is a tremendous loss. The only thing to me like and you know, I can be the negative one in the group. And I and I hold that rank, but it's just like it is very sad for Vin Scully and it's sad for all of baseball. I just don't like want him to automatically be catapulted into like the best voice in baseball because he's passed away. Like he was never talked about like that when he was alive. And now that he has passed, he should not be talked about. In he that has time. been though. And it's and, and not, and this he's, makes he's my bias on the Dodgers. And this makes my prediction even easier because it's going to be, or, you, you or, guys are or shook it, now. win for you Vin, guys are shook. win for Vin. Did you have a, a Cubs for Harry? No. Yeah. You you guys did not. We did. You guys did not. Because we do the seventh inning stretch, which you guys do in your thing because of Harry Carey. So this, you're welcome, baseball. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But this is, bro, this is the... And he said, hashtag win for Vin. Hashtag win for fucking Vin, dude. This is... Fuck this the is Dodgers. The, this is the <laughs> toughest blow. I'll tell you what. The this t- is a tough blow, dude. Like, the, this, this made me fucking If you want to talk RIP, hurt. the bigger RIP is RIP Bill Russell, who was way more of a monumental figure in all of sports than Vin Scully. Oh, because he won 11 championships, and, and he, he was, was taller first... than everyone in the no, fucking he league. Ch- he was 6'9". Wilt Chamberlain was taller than him. He was the first African-American mm-hmm. NBA coach, the first African-American coach in Stop. any major American sport. So RIP to Bill Russell, the ultimate champion. You know, he won 11 rings in 13 seasons. Um, if we're going to give the RIPs, we have to throw one for, out for him because, in my opinion, he was way more influential, way more important than Vince Scully even dreamt of the end. Stop. No, I'll give, I'll give you the Bill Russell. That was a great yes. shout out as well. That's, that's I'm just saying, shout let's, out. let's be shout out. respectful. And it was still a. It's true. not a competition. It's not. That's how we are. That's a, how we're going to be every single day. It's a tremendous loss for sport. No, it's because it hit home in Harry Carey Cubs. And my, <laughs> my, Carey my guy had to somehow come out on top of that. And, and that's, <laughs> he had that's to. not. He had to. Because I take enough L's. All right. R.I.P. Vin. No, dude, and that's... Uh, we got one more thing to cover on this pod today. Yeah, one, last one. We had so, last one. just Sorry, fucking dropped to, to today. In. So it, we got to talk about we have, it. We have quick. two things I have to cover. R.I.P. Two Vin. things I really want to talk about before we, we leave this. First of all, yeah, R.I.P. Bill Russell, R.I.P. Vin Scully. You know, as many people think that I was talking about We're losing about legends. Vin. I really wasn't. Really and it are. is. And it's really sad of like, that's, really you know, are. we're really getting older. And you start to see all these people that you grew up with passing away. It's sad. Um... Let's talk about somebody, though. Um, we're going to go from talking about the greats of sports to the worst of sports. How the fuck does Deshaun Watson only get a six-game suspension? Ooh. That came out. I have to talk about Ooh, it. Like, forgot about that. The fact that the one thing I want to say about this, and I'll just leave it. I'm not trying to get you know too deep into it. In my opinion, he needs to be gone the whole year. It doesn't matter if you settle out of court. You have 24 sexual assault allegations, and you get suspended six games. They were nonviolent. You nonviolent. That's the thing. Rape, that's rape the thing. is violent. No, it's not. Uh, I but how do you I rape someone rape that's giving? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm going to sound be, like I shouldn't even be laughing about. I'm going to sound like a sexist. I'm going to sound like the biggest sexist in the world right now. How do you Maybe sexually assault someone that's giving you a massage? 
You put I'm their sorry. hand on your dick and tell them to fucking oh, touch it. Oh, you put their hand on. Yeah, you grab someone's wrist and put it on your. You can get a massage. Yeah, I'm gonna get backlash for Have this one. Have you ever had a, a massage? Nate will Nate? be no longer a part. Of yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cancelled the pod right Canceled, here. Canceled. No, yeah. I mean, I I got I've been massaged multiple times by dudes and I've never once grabbed their finger and shoved it up my ass like Urban Meyer and I was and he was cool with it. You know, like <laughs> that just doesn't work. The thing that kills me though is you can do all of this and you get a six game suspension. Yeah. You bet fifteen hundred dollars on a team and you're suspended the whole year. Josh like Gordon smokes some weed. Calvin Ridley smokes weed and is gone an entire year. You can physically take advantage of twenty four women and Roger Goodell says, No, eh, that's a that's six. a okay, nah. I'm just saying in my opinion, nah, this that's... is my opinion. In my opinion, that's it. So, and not to say he physically took advantage of them, it's he like did. he overpowered them. Well, and who knows? Maybe a few that, of them he did. I just that's all I'm saying is he or or he asked, you know, for some creepy ass fucking weird shit from girls who are not with it. That's not physically okay. Overpowering. Cool. And guess what? Calvin Ridley just took fifteen hundred dollars out of his bank account and bet on fucking the Bills. No, and I, he and he, he bet on his own team. He bet on his own team. I'm just saying that was a very that wasn't well put. All I'm saying is you can do that. And you can beat the fuck out of your wife in the NFL, right. and you're okay with a six game suspension. Right. You gamble, you smoke weed, or you talk bad about the commish. You're gone the whole year. Right. You See can ya. literally do anything to women in the NFL. Does not care. It's another black eye for Roger Goodell. Hundred percent. How many times is he going to take L's for them for him to realize maybe I shouldn't be judge, jury, and executioner? Yeah, he well, fucked it, up it, with this one. It was again. It, it, he did. It, it no, was, he did. It was sent to an independent judge. It doesn't matter who it was sent to, dude. Uh, you got to. He strikes you, the gavel. It's right. his decision on right. how many games. Right. An independent judge can see all the evidence that's there. Can give their opinion. You're innocent. It's, it's right. Roger Goodell who makes the ultimate decision. Right. And his decision was a six game suspension. And and the fact that they're going to probably appeal it and he'll probably go to four. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, and the payoff. He said he wasn't appealing and. Um, but that should show you enough it, to be like uh, I'm going to pay them off rather than taking my you know my my plea deal whatever it is that he's going to take the paying off right there should just show you. He fucked up. Let me let me make the decision. The let me change the, the culture. Had to pay out millions. Let me take we the all, culture. We all fucking... thought he was going to be suspended the whole year. I really so did. That... I really did. I think everyone did. But the whole, I think, bro, he he should have changed the culture and been like, all right, you know what? This is the one where I'm going to be like, all right, let let's take him out for the year. Let's let's make the punishment a little bit more than what it is for Josh Gordon, for Calvin Ridley, for Ray Rice even, dude. Yeah. Like there's so many people you can compare him to. And it's it's embarrassing. It it really is embarrassing, dude. It like is. this you're a fan of the NFL and you have to be like, oh cool. Like now I'm gonna take Deshaun Watson in the fourth round. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's, whatever it's... it may be. But it's it's shitty. It's shitty, but I don't know, man. I think um, just suspend him the year. You know, everyone would have been completely cool with it. I feel yeah. like if you suspended, there would have been no eyebrow raise of like, cool, he's going to serve a year suspension, only get his million dollars, and then play. But like the six games, yeah, I, that's all I'm going to say. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, no, it's definitely a do better NFL. It's another do better situation. Facts. Right, it, right. It's a letdown it's to, not to women across the yeah. sport as no, far as it's not. women yeah. who are massage therapists that attend to other NFL players. This could be another fucking down or 
bad mark to the NFL of like they know they can get away with it and they might be a little bit more pushy. Like we all know how creepy dudes are. Like, yeah, that, that yeah. shit can well, be right. and like can be all been, bad. I would have been okay if it was like, yo, we have a, a stipulation in place to where like he's owed all this money. He gets a six game suspension. If he gets one massage from any female masseuse, his suspension or his contract is void. That's it. No, like yeah. throw some shit in there. Like, yeah. Only, why can't yeah. men give you a massage? No, you fucking like, creep. I right, think what right. I think what You're even going there for one reason, not yeah. to get jerked off. Sorry. I think <laughs> I think what makes it even worse and like why it is even getting more scrutiny is because this fucking judge actually had the audacity to come out at the end of it and say that. Deshaun Watson can only get massages from club-appointed people. That should not even be a fucking thing. My mans cannot get a massage for a whole year. Right. I don't care what type of muscle fatigue or whatever yeah. you're going through. Clearly, this is a fetish and something that needs to be resolved. Get the massage gun and do it and, yourself. Right. <laughs> get, get my mans a therapy gun a and do it yourself. Therapist yeah. that no, can exactly. easily you put that yeah. right on his or have your agents <laughs> go do it for you. you know, there, there, yeah. there should have been more stricter. Shit, it, yeah. it's another, it's, it's, a, it's, it's another do better. It's a slap on the wrist. And we got a right. slap on the wrist, and it's it going to keep it right. pushing. Right. So right. homie literally it gets out a whole year, year, gets paid a full contract year, didn't lose any money, comes in and only loses six games. Like to me, yeah, do better. Right. Um, let's go on to another note. Last topic of the pod: uh, the Miami Dolphins. NFL coming down stricter on them than they did on Deshaun Watson. Big surprise. Um, the crazy stipulation. So that the Miami Dolphins have lost their 2023rd first round pick and their 2024 third round pick. Um, their owner, Stephen Ross, has been suspended. And their vice chairman, Bruce Neal, was fined $500,000 and cannot attend uh, league meetings. Um, as well as the team got fined 1.5 million, which is the max that uh, the NFL can come down on a team for for tampering. Supposedly, they were in contracts and, or negotiations with Tom Brady back in 2019, yeah. and were in contract negotiations with Sean Payton in January of this year before he announced he was leaving the Saints. Um, so it's pretty much two tampering causes in one ruling. But the fact that they're going to come down harder on you talking to another player in your league and your coach in your league, you know, like, I think they needed to get punished. But the fact that it came right after the Deshaun Watson ruling, it just seemed kind of like, what are you guys doing? You know, like, I think it's important, like, you shouldn't be able to tamper, you know, the fact that they tampered and didn't get any result that they were looking for is kind of comical to me. Uh, (laughs) You know, you tamper to no avail, but... I mean, what do you guys think? You think that was too harsh of a ruling on Miami? Do you think it wasn't harsh enough? Uh, no, I think it was just right. I, I think feel like, yeah, no, lo- you go. Yeah, lose yeah. your picks, find the owner, and go move on from there. Because tampering, tampering to me is you shouldn't have talked to these players. You shouldn't have talked to that coach, whatever it is. But you don't. I mean, what else? What else do you want from that? You know, like what else can you do to a team? What are you going to take someone's? You're gonna take a player away. You're gonna take someone else away. Like there's, there's just so much more that you that you can do, or there's so much less that you can do. I think it's the perfect punishment for the Dolphins, and and always fuck the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm weak. Uh yeah. I I I do also kind of think it was the right punishment. I don't know. I agree with it. 
I feel like it seems like it's over the top because the NFL is doing everything they can to take away from the Deshaun Watson situation because Fine. it's so frowned upon. It's true. And women fucking deserve more in this world. So the NFL fucking did what they could to, to take away from it because it involves Tom Brady, right. who is going to go down as the goat of the fucking league. Right. He's 1-7. And could very well win his eighth ring this year. Tampa Bay is fucking primed and ready to win another one. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I I feel like they did it right after to take away from the headlines. Yeah. Like that sounds slimy and shitty, but we all know how slimy and shitty, shitty the, the NFL, NFL is. Yeah. Yeah. And ditto. You know, yes. like pinch poke owe me a coke. Right. <laughs> right. Like, who has Name one year Roger Goodell has not stepped out on the draft and got completely booed. He's he, he owns it now. That's what he is. Remember it was like 10 years ago he was like all timid walking out there and now he like fucking loves yeah, he it. He embraces that, that shit. I'm a yeah. piece of shit. Right. That's his PR team telling him that's that's what he needs to do to yes. embrace it and keep Guess shit pushing. Yep. And if I was in his shoes though, you're going to pay me $60 million to be the villain in every single scenario. I'll do that for sixty mil. Fuck yeah! Yes. So you're gonna pay me thirty six million a year, and then I can decide what my up. bonus is. And guess yeah. what? My bonus is gonna be another thirty six mil. Bet uh, if I get chilling. Yeah, if I get booted the draft, give me another forty million. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I would be the <laughs> villain too. But it just, it just, uh, it. He really just, if he was not a fucking greasy slime ball to begin with, this just is the cherry on top. I feel and, like, and I Definitely. also find it almost. This isn't insensitive. I find it comical that they said that Brian Flores's allegations and accusations right. were completely false, and yeah. they but couldn't find anything evidence right? evidence yeah. to yeah. relate to that, and that but it was all hearsay. Everything else, and, everything but they come down every on every single thing. Else, it's just right. fucking do better NFL again, you know. But and he came out. Brian Flores actually, had a statement. He was like, "I'm very disappointed that they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't fucking find homie for literally." bribing me to lose more games right that's the biggest thing right. more than tampering in my opinion right that's that's worse yeah you know yeah. you're gonna try and make this product that you give to the public which is entertainment you're literally doing everything in your power to make it worse yeah to benefit yourself yeah that one the miami dolphins organization has always been a fucking joke they are the browns of the south they are the browns of the florida they have always been a joke. They continue to be a joke. And the NFL continues to back them and be a joke. Like, as loyal fans to the sport of football, I hate that realistically we only have the NFL to really dive into. You know, I really wish there were multiple pro leagues that we could, you know, have our fandom. But we grew up on the NFL, so it sucks that we have to support them. You know, when I don't... I support football and I love watching my Chicago Bears. I do not support the NFL as an organization or a corporation one bit. Not 1% of my body. The fact that they give 10% of all of their uh, revenue during breast cancer month to actual breast breast cancer research and keep 90% of all the profits. The fact that they do this every year. They're just slimeball organization. Right. Um, And yeah, I do think it was the right punishment for the Dolphins, but... That's not the big, the bigger picture is just the NFL dropping the ball every time they have an opportunity to do so. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, we ended on a little bit of a negative note, <laughs> but I mean, overall, I'm just excited football season's back. Let's as much shit as I did talk about the NFL, I'm going to watch. Oh, we'll, uh, I'm going to we'll buy there. the ticket. Yep. We'll be tuning in every week. Yeah. Um, I'll be fucking doing my fantasy lineups yes, every Wednesday sir. night. It's fucking, yeah. Yep. It, yes. Um, 
Yeah, it's sad. We'll still have a grasp. We'll still be yes. there. Um, but I'm do just better. looking for the live to pop off so I can support another <laughs> <laughs> corporation. Um, no, I'm joking. But I do I, think it's crazy. No, I don't know where anything, but Tiger turned down seven to eight hundred million. Million. Eight, that was he turned out almost a billion dollars. That was stupid. He said, that, no, I'm good. The fact that you, they have you got to tip, you got to tip your hat to Tiger. The fact that Tiger has the bread, I mean, he already went through that messy divorce, lost half of his bread, lost almost all of his sponsors, and he's like, I don't need the 800 milli. Phil's like, I need that 40 milli. <laughs> I'm losing 100 next year gambling. <laughs> but no, that was, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't want to talk about that. To turn down 700 to 800 million. Because Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods. The live approached golf as a person. If there was the embodiment of golf, it would be Tiger Woods. It doesn't matter what league he goes into, Tiger will get views. I literally picked him to win the fucking Open. Like, and, and he didn't even make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he's Tiger Woods. Like, He doesn't need that bread. Tiger Woods does whatever the fuck he wants. He goes, hey, Heinz Tomatoes, I really want to make a ketchup commercial. They're like, yo, we've been trying to get in contact with you for 30 years. <laughs> you know, homie can really do whatever he wants. But to turn down 700 to 800 million, the fact that they had the cojones to go like, if we get Tiger, sign, seal, deliver, we're the PGA. Yeah. You know, no, facts. We'll pay whatever. Wouldn't be surprised if they come at him with like 1.2 billy next. <laughs> Honestly. Like, Tiger, come on. How do you say no to it? How do you say no? But yeah. Yeah, crazy though. I'm glad. Yeah. That's for another. Yeah, we'll talk about it more. We'll talk about it as the you know live tour gets started. I know next episode we'll probably talk a little bit more baseball, keep you guys up to date on every uh thing, training camp. And then in two weeks, we're really looking to have our full fantasy episode. We're gonna give you guys our uh biggest sleepers, our must drafts, our keep clear ofs. Uh, and that'll be in about two weeks. You know, everyone likes to do their fantasy drafts early. We're on the boat of we'd rather do the fantasy draft the night before week one than a month before week one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we're looking like two weeks out, but we will have a fat fantasy episode for you guys. Um, yeah, as always, though, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, hit the bell, and don't forget to tell your friends about us <laughs> and happy birthday jake yeah and happy hey, fucking birthday jake. Hey. Hey make sure you fucking hit the bell for my birthday for real hit that fucking bell <laughs> if there's one thing you're gonna do do please. that please yeah and uh and honestly we've been in, in combos in the near future look for uh some different themed episode coming ooh, from the we think we know ooh. uh podcast we have some things in the pipeline some uh some big things brewing, and I think you guys are really going to love what uh, we got planned for you guys. But as always, thank you guys so much. Deuces. Later. Later. Later.